1: rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for the love of god do it it really helps welcome back to slam dance 2021 virtually we are so excited to talk about the documentary feature anatomy of wings and with us today we have the co-director kirsten d'andrea hollander and uh, one of the subjects of the film and cinematographer denisha harris thank you so much for being here today Thank you so much. Uh, We want to start off with our filmmaker here, Kirsten, if you can give us a brief intro to the film. Sure. Um, We are an ensemble of women who made a film together
2: um, over the past 12 years, and our story is how we came together, not quite sure knowing why we were coming back every week but realizing that we were learning to see and hear each other across the divides of our city.
1: Yeah I I mean as a as a filmmaker following one subject is hard enough one family one but but Kirsten can you speak to just the sheer magnitude of all these different women that you were following for 12 years and um your experience just keeping everybody involved and, and keeping everybody active in the filmmaking process. And then, and then Denisha, you can chime in too, as, as being, you know, you joined in 2008 as a seventh grader and, and just your growth and experience through all this.
2: Yeah. So the, the irony is uh, for many years, I taught documentary production <laughs> and always told my students, try to focus on one or two people. <laughs> so uh, we were constantly breaking our own rules. Uh, For me, the beauty of this story is that it's about young women completing each other's story and that we really can't tell the story of young women growing up in this, in the particular city of Baltimore without it being a collective story. Uh, And we knew that in our hearts from the beginning. There were moments where we thought, well, maybe, maybe we should focus on this person or this person just a little more only because... It might have allowed um, our editing to come together maybe, you know, three, four, five (laughs) years ago. But at the end of the day, the guidance was this needs to be a collective story, not only about the 10 young women who star in the film, but about the community that came together to see and bear witness to these 10 young women.
3: For me, starting out as a little girl um, in the film, being 11 and having a camera to carry around, it seems like, you know, at first it was like, oh, this is so fun. Like, yeah, we got a camera. We're the only people in the neighborhood with the camera and (laughs) kind of walking through school and just like having like this Got I was like known as the camera girl and I always (laughs) had the camera and I was like walking around like, hey, you want to say something? You want to say something? And then it kind of turned more into, okay, there's some intention behind this. Um, it was, it was honestly really crazy. Um, that's the only way that I could really remember it. I always had, um, either my own camera or, um, Kirsten, Nakia, some other, uh, mentor, Kata, someone coming with me, um, to all of like my major events. And it kind of became like a normal thing for us.
1: <laughs> Your entourage. <laughs> so, <remember>. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. So I think that's pretty much, um, that's how everyone will remember it, but it was, it was really um, a blessing, honestly, to be able to look back on your most of your childhood, too, um, and have that as a reflection.
0: Yeah, um, Kirsten, there's, you know, multiple intense scenes uh, throughout the documentary. And then um, I feel like kind of the first one is the, the conversation when when the girls are pretty young about pregnancy, yes. having babies. Um, and then you 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 share your personal story about your son yes. and how that affected your life. And I wanted to know, because we do get to see your son in moments throughout the documentary, what does he think about the documentary and how did he understand this process and how has it affected him? Wow, that's a great question. So when Sam first
2: met the young women, um, he immediately just assume they were his older sisters,
0: (laughs) because he's an only child.
2: (laughs) So, I mean, when we say that we're a family, it extends beyond what you see in the documentary. And um, my husband and son and I had actually moved um, back to Baltimore. Uh, My husband and I had met here. Long story short, we moved back 20 years later with our son because we wanted him to be here and not knowing what that was. And then it turned out really to be this project. So um, Sam considers himself himself to have these amazing older sisters. And um, see, that was part of the beauty from the very beginning. I mean, just let's be frank, there's one little white boy hanging around, <laughs> all these beautiful, um, and his all his older sisters happen to be black in this moment. And see, that was the beginning where how do I say it? It's not that race wasn't something we talked about, and we certainly felt it. And especially because Baltimore has its weird lines drawn in the sand to the point where we even have roads dividing our neighborhoods that go in one direction. Like it's just sometimes hard to cross in one, over one neighborhood to another. So I guess you could say my son grew up because he was um, seven when he met his older sisters and he didn't have to grow up in Baltimore that way. Um, He always knew that he could connect with all of his neighbors here in the city. Am I answering your question,
0: Erin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? And, and, and just wondering how, did he understand what you were doing and the story and,
2: and, and how,
0: and how is he looking at it now?
2: Maybe. Right. Especially yeah. now that he's 22 and looking at this film, I think, well, Sam, of course, has seen the film and just like everyone in the film um, has had to give his permission for the parts that appear. And we have talked many times over, like, how does it feel that I'm revealing not only in this classroom, but now <laughs> to the world um, that you had um, challenges upon birth. And he's really okay with it because he feels
1: it's a story about perseverance. I found myself while I was watching it. There was this recurring theme for me. Every time Nikia cries, I cry. Like, <gasps> me gee, too. I mean, t- like I just like oh yep. Every okay, time same yep, same. same. Yeah. Um, so you know there was this notion of there were mentors and mentees, but it really felt like everybody was just learning from each other. And you yes. know the men- mentees were, were getting as much out of it as as the mentor mentors. Um, so can you speak to just how you ele- how you created this open environment and 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 just how you learned from each other it it was just so beautiful and so so symbiotic that relationship Mm. do you want to take that one Deadisha? yeah sure i think
3: um kind of like the model of wings gave us an opportunity to have that i think um especially now that i'm older and i've been in a lot of programs and i've led a lot of after school kind of programs i see the difference and i think one of the big things about WINGS that gave everyone that opportunity to kind of bring themselves to grow and learn is we did have at one point, um, each of us had, everyone was you know in the program and we all had mentors, but we each had like an individual mentor too. Like we had like pods, um, I think that that made a really big difference because we had a chance to have someone that we were like touching with. So it felt like we had our own kind of like special thing with someone. Uh, um, one of my mentors, I had, I think Kata was my mentor at one point and yeah. Jane was my mentor at one point, And that really... Impacted me because you know we had a special connection and we were able to talk about you know filmmaking and it kind of like pushed me in another direction. I think I wouldn't have gone if I didn't have like that one on one. So I think we had like that bigger group and then we had that one on one relationship with a lot of the mentors. So it gave everyone kind of like that solo space too, where we were able to learn, but then our mentors were able to kind of step out of like the bigger group and um, kind of come you know, more from the heart individually too. So I remember that being a big difference.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I, you know, I had been very blessed to sit with a women's group for 16 years and it really, the women's group was run by my friend, Sheila Foster. And we just practiced being, uh, we would sit in silence. Sometimes we would practice listening to each other and not necessarily having to come up with a solution, but just really trying to take a deep dive And what does it mean if I'm completely present in this moment and I'm just listening to just you and you know that I'm not distracted by anything. And doing that for 16 years and seeing the profound um, healing and conversation and creativity that people came out of that group with, I think was really the beginning of the inspiration for what we had at Wings. You know, you'll see in some of the documentary, we really did open every class time. Um, I don't even know if I would call it class time, every gathering that we had, we opened with breathing. And it's something that I would love to shout from the mountaintops because it, it doesn't add anything to the budget for educators or mentors to begin their groups with breathing. And I could say without a shadow of a doubt that the few times we didn't do it, and I'm not sure, you know, there were a few times over the, <laughs> um, all those years of meeting where maybe we felt rushed or we didn't do it. It was different in the room. We didn't have the same impact on those evenings. So, again, just, you know, so simple,
0: so simple to do. Yeah, I found myself doing those breathing exercises while you guys were doing it on screen because <laughs> I, yes. I, 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 they they do help and they do clear your mind for a minute. Um, but Denisha, I wanted to talk to you also your your storyline throughout the film um, you were going back and forth to Seattle and back to Baltimore and then, um, going to school in Seattle for a minute. And then you came back to Wings. Can you talk about that journey for you? And now it's full circle that you're a teacher. Yeah. Um,
3: it was really hard, um, because I first had to make like that giant leap from Seattle to Baltimore in the first place. And it's just completely different place, um, for an adult to do, um, let alone, you know, a little kid. So that was a really a big leap for me. And then I finally had like something where I felt like I belonged and people understood where I was coming from. I had wings, you know, I had friends cause I didn't have any friends when I first moved. And then um, having to move back, I was happy that I made the decision to go Um, At the end of eighth grade, um, because right after that, like I got to live with my mom for about like five months and then she passed away. And so I was happy that I went because I wouldn't have had that time otherwise. Um, But then it was just really hard for me to stay um, in Seattle after that. So. I was like, I need to go back to my other home. It's like, you know, it's like, which one is home? You don't know. I spent the same amount of time, you know, when you add up the years. So um, I was like, you know, I just need to go and have like that again. Cause I I didn't have, you know, the same support that I um, had remembered having in Wings. Like just having every week coming together and being able to talk about like how I feel and everything. And I just really needed that I think. And so when I was 14, I moved back. and I was just, I just remember every time we see that scene of me like coming back up to the bus after, <laughs> like I just remember that so vividly cause I was like waiting all day on the edge of my mm-hmm. seat in class, oh. like so excited to go. And I like cry a little bit every time I see that scene cause I was oh. like so excited to come back. Um, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember. Um, I just remember like being so relieved to like come back and I felt like I came back home, so. yeah.
2: And we Aww. we were so happy to have her. We missed Danisha so much. Yeah,
1: yeah you brought so much in terms of the conversations that were mm-hmm. that were happening throughout the years. It was really yeah definitely noticeable your your impact in the group, Danisha, um, and and you did bring up that one of your mentors was uh, Keta Keta. Am I saying that right, Keta? Yes. And I, I I really appreciated the inclusion of of that part of the story. Mm-hmm. That part yes. of the family I thought was really powerful too, because you know a white trans a uh, person feeling like, maybe I don't, am I, do I belong here? Should I be here? And it, that's kind of the opposite of what wings is like you do belong as long as you come as you are. Yes um, And I thought that was really powerful. And, and, you know, you never really know how especially a group of kids are going to react. And just that whole scene was so beautiful and so powerful. So can you speak to just remembering being in that moment? And I, I, for me, I'm like, wow, that's your successful group because look at how open mm-hmm. it can be. Yeah.
2: I think, actually, maybe, Danny, so I'm remembering you were in Seattle when we filmed Cata's coming out to us. It was right
3: before. It was just before I left. It was the okay. same year.
2: OK. But I, I agree, Angela. We so, you know, there's two really interesting things about the film. One is, you know, when we started with the cameras, it was before um, cell phones had the capability mm. And then when Kata decided um, to share with the group um, that he had realized himself as, as transgendered, it, this was really courageous on Kata's part because this was right before people really felt they could talk and share this way. So this was 2010, I believe. And um, I think we were all a little nervous because um, sometimes in our black communities in Baltimore, these conversations could be even more challenging. Um, So, and because, and, and one of the things I have been taught Um, over the years of having this amazing family is that sometimes, um, and maybe Danish, you could chime in because this is one of those moments, you know, as a white woman and a white filmmaker, I I want to make sure I'm speaking honorably and respectfully, but I feel that my Black sisters have taught me that sometimes if they're Black and transgendered or Black um, and bisexual, whatever it might be, that they have to choose one identity or the other. And mm. that can be incredibly painful, um, you know, in a city here like Baltimore. So when CADA was about to come out, we also were kind of dealing with what will it mean for the individual women as well? Yeah. Is there anything you would add to that, Danisha?
3: Yeah, um, <clears throat> there's definitely an intersectionality with that, you know, it's like, um, because we have we have our identity as you know black people and we have our community and we have you know our things to deal with there um and then obviously within the the lgbt community there you know it's overlapping so i think a lot of us hadn't really had that kind of openness um you know and and had never met someone who identified as transgender who was openly identifying that way um so i think that it was really brave of kata to come and you know open up in that space even though wings has always been an open space you know there's a lot of assumptions you can make about what can happen you know you have just like a group of these like little inner city black kids you know what i'm saying and we have our we have seen people you know be bullied and be teased and we have our own internalized you know ways to interact with the um, lgbt community but i definitely as i see the movie every time i see the movie i think about how um, how much I have forgotten about that moment. Like it was a big moment when it happened. And then after that, it was just Kata, you know, and mm-hmm. Kata was Kata. And mm-hmm. it, it was, it was very, it's so hard to remember any kind of change that happened there. And cause we were so used to accepting each <laughs> other and like, we had a chance to ask questions and I'm pretty sure that like Kata was the first trans person that I knew to transition. Cause I grew up in, in the, I grew up amongst the LGBT community, so I had, you know, met people of different identities, but I never met anyone who I knew them one way and then they transitioned. And so that was a blessing for him to share that moment with us because that was a pivotal moment for me, definitely, and a lot of us to be able to, like, share that that transitional time with him, so... I think it, it made a big impact on us. And it's like, we you know, we're always talking about sharing our identities and pulling from each other and expanding from each other. That was like one of the prime moments <laughs> of that, I think. Yeah. And, and so much
2: conversation, too, you know, that we can't include because keeping the film under 90 minutes. But there, you know, in the years that came, um, just so much dialogue around the courage that Kata brought to the group and that everybody in the group could take some of that courage and see where they could apply it in their own life.
0: I'm just thinking about, uh, Denisha, I'll- you know, coming full circle again, and Kirsten, all the work that went into Wings in this project, and I know that you're proud of all all of the girls that came out, but I mean, yes. Denisha is now kind of embodying the work of Wings. Can yes. you can you talk about that? And then, Denisha, maybe if you can talk about how you are or what you are taking from Wings and maybe applying to, to your students? I, I'd like to share,
2: based on what you're saying, Erin, is we had been asked so many times um, why we kept the group small. You know, why only ten girls, and it it often actually affected our ability for funding because, um, I don't know Mm -hmm. how it might be in other cities, but in Baltimore, it's really hard to fund for a small intimate group. And so our dream and our vision at this point is why not 10 groups of 10 girls, you know, and then it just keeps going out exponentially. So our hope is, um, that the film will show that our mentorship model is, is very, um, easily replicated and, um, one of the things we've been talking a lot about during slam dance is imagine a world where the 10 young women in the world, uh, excuse me, the 10 young women in this film um, are funded Mm. to um, run their own Mm. groups. And then, you know, Danisha, you got your start through City Year to begin teaching.
3: Yeah, I saw City Year as an opportunity to, you know, impact other little girls who were just like me. I actually um, ran my program after school through city year um, I kind of just convinced them and I was like yo we need this like you know I kind of know what's up with this so let me try and they were like fine okay and I ran two different girl groups after school um, with five girls Um, and they were all you know um, young women of color Um, and it was really full circle for me because it was the middle school that I would have attended if I hadn't moved to Baltimore so Mm. it was Mm -hmm. it was from my actual like home neighborhood Um, And I just made sure that, you know, I brought that wings, you know, vulnerability, uh, just creating that that spiritual space where no matter where, what space we find in the school, cause you know, we don't have our own room because of funding, like whatever, you know, we go to, we were, we were behind the cafeteria in this little like hall space. Um, and it was, it was enough for where no one could see us. And so at the girls were just got used to being able to like open up and there's not really an agenda. It's just, we're here to figure out where you're trying to go and um, figure out, you know, what you need to be successful at this moment, you know, and I was able to kind of like reproduce that and just the breathing, the inhale deep was a part of every session. Um, And I found my girls, you know, seeking me out like throughout the school at different times of the day. And like, Mm. can you just like asking, Mm. like, can you just breathe with me? Like, can Mm. we just breathe? I just need to breathe, you know? And just, I I feel like, um, I feel like they've carried that on in their lives, you know, and I've seen them, mentoring other girls like i've seen them being like hey do you just need to talk to somebody um you can talk to me you know it's okay you know whatever you have to say just say it you know because um, that radical acceptance that's what brings people to their fullest potential and that's what i believe and because i've seen it happen you know through wings so yeah everything that i do i've <laughs> tried to bring that with me because i think that that's going to change the world <laughs> Go ahead, Anne. Wrap that. i like <laughs> yeah.
1: I know I'm, cry- I'm, like, crying? Yeah, she, I'm yeah, crying. I'm like, is Nikia crying because I'm crying every time? Yeah. I'm like, can you start a group for older women? <laughs> yeah. Can we join? <laughs> can we have an old ladies yeah. group? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
2: see that—that's the beauty. That's the beauty of this mentorship model. And Nikia's one of her um, lines in the film is, "Wings saw everyone. Yeah. You know, the mentors were getting just as much. Um, we were being fed just as much as the young women." This is a win-win for everyone.
1: Yeah, well thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for this film. I I hope it goes everywhere. It'll really it's just gonna help so many people watching this beautiful film. So thank you for your work and your continued work. It was such an honor speaking with Kirsten and Denisha from Anatomy of Wings. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com.
1: This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Erin Lim.
0: My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.